this episode of Face Off Hockey Show, it's the draft. It happened. We were not there, but we watched it. Maybe. Talk about the coverage. We'll talk about the uh, breakdown of the Chicago Blackhawks. Just ripping it to the studs. And uh, a whole lot more. It's the 2002 Draft Show edition of Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with the C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Someone's tin can of a bike's blowing up outside. What the hell's going on, man? Anyway, Uh-oh. welcome to Face Off Hockey Show 2022. <laughs> I'm pretty certain we're going to have to listen to the tape. I'm pretty certain pretty the sure intro said, said 2002. Did I say 2002? And yeah. I'd actually be okay if we just broke down the 2002 draft. If you yeah, like. no, probably be as good. Um, we can. We've got the time. <laughs> uh, I thought I said 2012, so I don't know what year I it is. Know. I was I peaked in 2002, let's be honest. Uh, welcome. Scotty Wells here, Jenny P. there. We are not in Montreal. A lot of people not not our favorite people not in Montreal too. No, I favorite agree. People, I mean Sean Sean uh, Leahy. Yeah, Sean Leahy's at a baseball tournament <laughs> at a travel plaza. Really weird how that works. Uh, but <coughs> uh, we watched it, most of it. Yeah, I, I watched most sure. of it. Um, fun fun to have. Well, first off, great that the fucking second day went three hours. On the rim, out the door. Here well, we they get. did a really good job because I got to watch the first round coverage this morning because I was at the Oreo game last night. Then start the second round coverage, and then at ended so I could watch the uh, Germany. I think it was Austria women's Euro game. Hmm. So a good timing all around today. Zero work done today. Mm. No. Same here. Luckily, I had to do a lot of computer work, so I was at my desk all most of the day. So, I do computer work. Hey, look at you! <laughs> computer work on the computer. But yeah, it was a draft. People were back in the stands. I apparently, I saw, I heard tickets were going anywhere between seventy dollars to three hundred. Interesting. I'm pretty certain we win that battle then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty certain we were the ones that said that yes, there would be people scalping tickets. Yes, absolutely. Um, so. Well, they scalped. They scalped in two thousand nine. Yeah, I know. And that was uh, that was for two hundred bucks, and that was a no- nothing draft. So, <laughs> number one overall pick, and then yeah, they scalping them for all the times, and then everyone with the Shane Wright Canadians jersey just fucking lost it. Good, suck it. That's what Ye- that's what you get for having a jersey of somebody who didn't get drafted yet. 
exactly the assumption that they're going to pick some kid, which I mean, it's the hope that kills you. It is. It, and it's the hook that brings you back. That's true. But I think it's it's the 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 hype train of all the brands. The hype train of this kid from years ago. And now nothing. Now fourth overall pick. Shane Ray. Well, okay. So I mean he was the like consensus first pick overall pick for like four years, right? Correct. Like, when he was like thirteen, everybody was like, Oh, this is the greatest player ever. Um and in all honesty, like the only team in the top four or in the top three that would have taken him would have been the Canadians because the other two teams didn't need centers. Nope. So as soon as the Canadians didn't pick him at one, he was like almost automatically slipping to a four, even though the uh, ESPN gurus kept saying and every person, every team was going to pick Shane Wright until they picked him at four. Can we talk about that? I mean, we can. Can we talk about ESPN's coverage? Because Lyle, I still think they use uh, Emily Kaplan way wrong. Terribly, they like it almost like it was almost like they gave her like a set list of questions that she was going to ask because she like it was just different versions of the same question for the first like four draft picks. It was it was they do her such a disservice. (laughs) Um. She's a wonderful writer, a wonderful uh, has has a great mind for sport, but boy, they they just on hockey coverage, totally, totally, uh, not do her right in that. So, but holy Jesus Christ, can we can we stop with? First off, why were they not there? They're a rights holder. Why were they not there? Um. Yeah. I mean, they sent Emily. <laughs> yeah, I, and and Wish was there too. But <laughs> you know, you would think as the rights holder, they would be there. They would have a presence. Well, maybe they need a year or two to create their desk. I guess. <laughs> I guess like, so. actually, like somebody's physically building the desk. Right. It's just one guy because labor is out so of com- out of composite hockey sticks that he found back. in a trash can. Out oh, back. Wonderful. From each game, he just stole broken composite hockey sticks and he's putting, he's making a desk. Boochicross is taking photos. I'm just like, yeah. Hashtag Boochie Bag. I do appreciate Kevin Weeks still. Kevin Weeks is great. Boucher did really well too. Boucher was solid. Uh, Megan Cheka could give or take. She, uh, um, I don't know how to not, how to say this well, I guess. Um, she was very educated and knew what she was talking about. Like she did like a ton of research and was wrong on every pick. So it either just goes to show you that like people have no idea what a team is actually going to pick when they get up to like make their pick Mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, just they had a shit group of people that put together all the stats and who they thought were going to go where. So, and I think that goes with a lot of draft gurus I too. I think I don't think Cheka uh, is uh, unique in that situation, but it, it's the one, it's the person we saw, so therefore she's going to get the bl- uh, brunt of it. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. She is. You I know, ju- it's kind of like when Coho gets all of his uh, calls wrong when they ask him, "Hey, what's what's this one review about?" 
Right, exactly. It takes him five seconds to answer because of the delay, and then by that time they reveal it, and he's like, well, hold shit! Um, and then <laughs> away they go. But Megan Chaka, she brought a, a great... I, I think she brought a really great uh, aspect. Granted, she didn't pick them right, but she brought a, brought a great aspect to people that they might not know about these players who don't follow junior hockey obsessively. True. Chalky or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So and she, it didn't go it didn't go weird like uh, Pierre McGuire. Right. As a prognosticator, probably not her best suit. No. But as a uh, as someone who can bring information and does the research and does the work, top notch. Yeah. Um, agreed. It's, it's That's no a much, much better way to say that than what I did. Yeah, it's okay. I had I had time to uh, pick up on your foibles. Uh but it's, it, there's a reason she was like the, she's the CEO and founder of that one advanced stats site. So that eludes me right now, but I don't care to look it up. Uh, but, you know, she she and her staff put in the work. They did the thing. And, you know, I don't think there's a, I think there was one person from the athletic. I think it was. Uh, uh, oh, shit. I can't remember his name now. Corey Promen of the uh, of the athletic who had the first four picks exactly right with the. Uh, okay. Slavkovsky going first, then it was Nemec, then uh, uh, the other guy, Uli. Yeah, uh, and then uh, then then what's his name? And uh, Wright, Jane Wright, and then you know, I think he also got Cutter Gautier too. Oh, so it's almost too bad that uh, the Slovaks didn't go back to back to back. They could have had a Tomaminsky in the in the beginning of the right. draft. Would have been amazing. Yeah, I loved it. Everyone loved it. But yeah, back to back. I like your joke, though. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, that's what um, I'm here for. Slow back to back. Since, um, since Jen won't uh, laugh at anything that you say, that, that's my job. Right, exactly. Now you've picked up. You're the girlfriend now. Wait. <laughs> Hold on a minute. You still live by yourself. That's true. <laughs> With a cat. Both do. That's but true. I a, but I have a cat. Um. So yeah, first round happened. Stuff cost. Well, previous to that. Uh-huh. Do we have first off, do we have any more of the ESPN coverage? It was just basic draft. It was normal. It was normal. I mean, it was normal draft stuff. You you see uh crappy video of a hockey player that you believe to be the person that they're talking about. Um and from the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> right. And they're like, This is this is the best player ever. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, NHL Network's uh, coverage today wasn't terrible. I didn't like the host. He was very, um, you know, the, the fun fact about this guy, he loves oysters before the game. What do you think, reader? Oysters. It's like, I don't care about this kid's dietary condition, dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, I did hear that one. That was the guy that that ate uh, buttered chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before don't, every game. Don't give a fuck, man. Just tell me what. Just just be the talking head, pass it to Sam Cosentino and Dave Reed and the other guy, and we're fucking good to go. And the other guy. I can't remember his name. Um so whatever. Um before before the draft started, I had a little fireworks, much like Katy Perry. Um uh, with uh with the trade of Alex DeBrinket to Ottawa. Whew, wow. For some picks and stuff. Um, yeah. the, uh, the disassembly of the Blackhawks are coming and it only gets worse from there. But, um, 
Yeah, so Debrinket, part of a package deal that sent the seventh overall pick to the Blackhawks. Um, it, uh, what else we got here? Second round selection this past this past draft, which was today, and a third rounder in 2024. Um, Debrinket, 40 goal guy, <laughs> like just wow. a fucking force. Um, and that that's that's not where it ended. Uh, as uh, the uh, Blackhawks, after the first couple of picks, then traded Kirby Doc to the yeah, three-way deal. Three-way, baby. It ain't bad if it's in the three-way. So uh, Alexander Romanov goes from Montreal to the Islanders for the 13th overall pick that was sent to the Blackhawks for and the 66th pick for Kirby Doc. Um which also, so like, um, I appreciate that that trade didn't come out until after the first pick had been used. Yes. Um, because it very quickly showed you why they didn't pick Shane Wright mm-hmm. um, when they just traded for a center in Kirby Doc. Um. And it would have like totally tipped everybody's hand. I feel if that would have came out before the overall number one pick was was mentioned on mm-hmm. the board. So I am trying to find it, and they had a hell of a thing about. Uh, but I did read that they knew it ahead of time, so like that was part of the thought process, right? God, I'm trying to find it here. Someone had uh, something about the draft picks during, I think it was the Stan Bowman era. Um, I'll find it here in a bit. But first, also, can we just also appreciate Gary Bettman being back and yes. being food and then yeah, playing and your role and then just taunting. sucking sucking in the booze, like Taunt, taunting the fucking taunting the fucking uh, crowd. The, the best part, so the best part of the entire uh, monologue in the beginning of Gary Bettman is when he goes, and we're back in the in the uh, city of Montreal who has hosted the most NHL drafts of any team uh, in NHL history. Boo. I don't know why you're booing. It's your city. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> So Kirby Doc adds on to the Stan Bowman run of players who wanted out of the city. Uh, Kevin Hayes declined to sign. Uh, Philip Deneau was traded. Somebody named McNeil was a bust. Tuvo Teravainen was traded. Ryan Hartman was traded. Uh, one of the Schmaltzes got traded. Harry Yogi Haru got traded. Adam Boquist got traded. Uh, Louis Bourdain was a bust. Kirby Doc traded. Brendan Saad traded twice. And uh, Artemi Panarin was traded. Jeez. Wow. Oh. So, you know, great times there. But in Debrinket, the Ottawa Senators get a big goal score, 160 goals in 368 games, including two 40-plus goal seasons in his five uh, NHL years. That's not bad. Pretty good for him. Uh, that's what they need, to. They need a scoring uh, offensive for it. And that's kind of what they got in the draft, too. They went offensive heavy in this draft. In, Ker- uh, in Kirby Dock, the Montreal Canadiens get a very suspect player. 
a very uh, third overall pick in 2019. Had, but still uh, young. Very young. He is going into his age 21, uh, 22 season. Uh, he's a 21-year-old now. So, um, very raw, third overall pick, 152 games under his belt. A lot of injury concerns with him as well. Didn't he break a wrist? Yeah, he had his wrist broken. Um, During the uh, World Juniors, or right yeah. before World Juniors, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of people thinking that uh, uh, he can live up to his hype now in Montreal. We'll see what happens here. But 19 goals, 59 points, 152 games for uh, Mr. Doc. Uh, yeah, we will see how it goes. I mean, he had one good year in the in the juniors, and that got him a third overall pick. So, <laughs> you know, nice. what can you do and all that? Uh, other trades uh, before day two, uh, near and dear to our hearts, Vitek Vanasek again. Oh, on- God. As he, is, uh, he has been moved to the New Jersey Devils for picks. The boomerang. Um, yeah, you're going all over the place. V, you know, I thought Vitek Vanasek was going to be, you know, a, a decent 1B option. They didn't really pan out. I guess the question is, do you think he played better or worse than Samsonov? <laughs> like, it, did they just flip, like, the donkey and was like, all right, this guy yeah. we're going to trade. This is a Defoe and, and Kolzig situation. Like, how do you choose between the two? Because they were both equally equally junk and equally really good um, throughout the season. Like, so, I I don't know. I, I maybe, maybe the Caps were like, well, we already lost him once. So. Right. I hope they trade for him again, like, in three weeks. <laughs> they trade to bring him back. Yeah. With next year's picks. <laughs> so uh well, I mean there are goalies out there now. Oh, there's plenty of goalies with what uh, is that next week? I think next free agency starts the fourteenth or something like that. Sounds right. I think so. You make a good point. Uh so last year If it was me, the free agency market would open literally as soon as the draft ends. Right? Afterwards everyone has to rush. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> We will give you a three-hour head start. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Six hours so everybody can get home. <laughs> right. uh, so who do you think who do you ha- who do you think had more wins last year, Vitek or Samsonov? Um, I'm gonna go with Vitek because I he started the season well. Elia mm-hmm. is the answer. Twenty-three to twenty. Oh, God. Winter. Well, I mean, better that- goal. That's actually the definition of uh of like two A two B. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh, better goals against average. VTech. Correct. VTech Vanasek. Uh, by point zero two. Well, no, a little bit more. Two point six uh seven for VTech. Three point oh two for Ilya. Ooh, that's that's a lot. That's a good difference. Yeah. Uh, save percentage. I'm sure you can guess this one. I mean, I understand they're inverse. Yeah. Uh, say yeah. Save percentage is uh, VTech as well. Nine oh eight, eight ninety six. Oh. Oh. And uh, Ilya is a uh, RFA with uh, I think he's got. I don't know if he's got arbitration rights. 
don't know. No idea. He but, didn't buy a fake military ID, did he? <laughs> right. Maybe the caps are hoping they can find one. Um. So here's what's up now with goaltending. Johnny brings up goaltending. Um, Alexander Gorgiev traded to the Avalanche. Yeah. Um, that that's interesting. Interesting deal that basically sends uh, and Joe Sakic said as much on on the coverage that it's no so long, uh, Mr. Darcy Kemper. Yeah, they just don't have enough cap for him. Not have the cash money millionaires. Mm-mm, no, it's like a fitted ball cap that's just a fourth of an inch too small. Exactly. So, uh, Gorgiev to Colorado for a uh, for third round picks in the twenty two and twenty three draft, and a fifth rounder in the twenty two draft. So Viola on that. Then Peter uh, Mrazek went. Peter Morazic went to where did Peter Morazic go? He went to the uh, Blackhawks. That's actually interesting to me that the Maple Leafs found somebody to take him. Yes. Yes, you would think after they think... dumped him in the minor leagues last year for a little while. And and the fact that it's not it's not a layup that Jack Campbell's going to resign. That's true as well. I mean. You look at you look at what's up with that. I mean, Jack Campbell is a uh, a oofa. Yeah, but they're not actually going to try and re-sign Jack uh, Campbell now. They're going to try and get Darcy Kemper. Now, is that an upgrade or a push? I mean, he just won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so did Anthony Yemi, uh, and then he <laughs> he bounced and didn't do well for himself. Well, I mean, Toronto likes the new shiny thing. It's true. That's apparently out on the market. It's true. Uh, Mariah's got two more years left on his deal. 3.8 a pop there. Um, and looking at Kemper, who's going to be a UFA, you got to think that Stanley Cup's going to price him out of the, the market because the the Maple Leafs do have a thin, thin leverage to go with right now. I don't know. They might be able to trade away one of their uh, players or hit somebody in the knee so they're on long time IR for a while. 4.5 hit for pre Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Oh, Darcy Kemper. Oh no. So we're thinking probably what? Five and a half. Yes. Yeah, Add a bit, another million to that six. Yeah. So that would put the, uh, that would put the Leafs at. I mean, Lyle would know best, but four four million left and still having to sign, uh, you know, Pierre Ingvall, Andre Cash probably gone. Same with Blackwell and uh, Mikiev. You have to re-sign Rasmus Sandin, one of your top defensemen. And you got 800000 of of Mark Giordano for two years left. I mean, <laughs> on a 35-plus contract. So a lot of interesting parts to do deal with there. We'll see how the Maple Leafs squander this one uh, for sure uh, going on here. Uh, Zach Cassian goes to the Coyotes from the Oilers. That's a money move. Uh, get that money out of there so they can sign somebody. And then one of the bigger news that happened earlier in the day and developed throughout day two with the verbal barbs back and forth between agent and GM. Oh, yeah, this was so good. Marc-Andre Fleury re-signing with the Minnesota Wild for two years at three and a half per. Uh-huh. Then uh, apparently Cam Talbot not as happy. To see that happening um, with uh, 
the representation, uh, George Bazos, who I think is, uh, uh, you know. Does he own part of Amazon? I think he does. No, I think he owns part of uh, the Sahara. Ah, that's the it. other, the extreme, the other extreme. Um, Bazos said, we stated our position. Billy Guerin has a lot to think about. Bill Guerin uh, retorts, uh, talking to Mike Russo and his twink. Um, I don't have shit to do. Cam Talbot's under contract. George can say whatever the hell he wants. My team is set right now, and that's the way it goes. Good. Yes, take Good. that. Good work, Billy Guerin. I am, I'm dead okay with that. I am perfectly fine with that, and he's absolutely right. Yeah. The contract. He's like, you're a professional. You signed a contract. <laughs> you haven't won fuck. Get bent, shit dick. You're 35 years old. Who's going to want you? Um, looking at uh, looking at his stats. Eh. Had one good year with the Rangers. That was for 21 games. And then <laughs> one good year for one good fourth of a year. And then, yeah, exactly. One good fourth of the year. And then you can see the steady decline. Then a little bit of a bounce back in Calgary um, for 26 games. And uh, then, you so, know, so far the, he's got a good half season. Got a good, good half season going for himself. So. Look, I like Billy Gar- Billy Garen's candor and Billy Garen just being as blunt as possible. <clears throat> Wonderful. Love it. You love mm-hmm. to see it. Great story. Uh, Cam Talbot going the uh, his, his agent trying to be like Alan Walsh against an Alan, Alan Walsh represented goaltending uh, partner. Probably not the best idea to go for. Yeah. Uh, Cam Talbot, as it sits now for his NHL totals, 201 wins, 142 losses, 34 ties. It's um, not terrible. Not career goals against average 2.63, 915 save percentage. It's uh, also including four years in Edmonton. So you have to take that into effect as well. Um, his GAA. That counts double. Yeah, exactly. And four games in Philly. And that was not great either. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, should be fun in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, or St. Paul, Minnesota. Especially if uh, Kirill Kaprizov can't get back uh, to the state side, um, and he has to join the military, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but first round, it happened. It was a thing. Um, see, uh, you see a lot of uh, you see uh, Rudker McGowdy uh, going, and uh, good for him, Nebraska boy. Uh, he is. Uh, He's hanging out, having a good time. Going to be university plays for University of Michigan. Name's Rutger. I mean, why why wouldn't there a guy named Rutger be from Nebraska? Right. Like, seems right. I mean, it does. It seems, it seems on point. Yeah. My name's Rutger. You're from Nebraska or New Jersey? There's no in between. <laughs> um, caps go a little off the board at number twenty. Uh, with I don't know. Ivan. They said that she, they said he was the best player in the draft. Sure, but he's a kid. A, he's a Russian kid. Um, yes, enigmatic. Um, which, uh, yes, very enigmatic. Um, and uh, coming off a of non-Hopkins lymphoma, uh-huh. so shout out to him for kicking that ass. Um, and a very long last name, Miro Shevchenko. I think it is very long. 
Yes, there's a I lot. I was joking of... that if I put that on a 48, it'd go from elbow to elbow. It's going to be kind of Waldchuck and Francis Getty territory for jerseys um, when it comes to this kid. So uh, go in there. But of course they would pick a Russian. Of course they would. I mean, of course they would pick a Russian. Why wouldn't you pick a Russian at this point? I mean, right-hander. They even showed the kid scoring a goal from Ovi's office. Right, exactly. The off-wing shot. Gotta love it. As we're joined by Lyle Richardson. Um, I'm glad he's here for this question. Lyle, um, Mm -hmm. Maverick Lamoureux's parents. um, Wow. Hottest hottest, uh, draft day moment? Oh, absolutely. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. The The hottest draft day moment... I think since uh, Guy Lafleur French kissed Sam Pollock when, when he was drafted first overall. That is, is that part of the blue hour? Yeah, oh, de- oh, it definitely is by that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're down, to, when you're selected, what twenty eighth overall yeah. by that point? Yeah, it's pretty much blue hour by then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. Maver- also, the best part about Maver- Maverick Lamaru is his a his name. Oh, absolutely. B he had four goals, twenty assists, and sixty nine penalty minutes. Four twenty sixty nine. Shout out. <laughs> So winner, winner, chicken dinner on every level. He got the pot number and the sex number, and his parents are fucking in the stands. <laughs> that's the that's a that's the triple play. <laughs> that's a triple yes, an that's unassisted a triple Benaja play. 12. Draft. Oh wow. wow! And he's playing for uh, the Coyotes, which means he'll he played in the queue, but he's also probably going to get a college experience as well playing at ASU. Well, I mean, he's used to, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he played in the queue, so he's used to crowds of 3,000, 4,000, you know. <laughs> I was going to say he played in the queue, so he's not going to be used to the, all these small crowds. Oh. All right, Lyle, we got a game that I, I even don't know the answer to this. Yeah, we don't. So, now Johnny, that, now Johnny, that you're here. Johnny poised this question to us. Okay. So, before the draft, or before the show, I told Scotty that uh, I was at the Oriole game last night. Okay. So I recorded the allotted time that ESPN had for the draft. Okay. In that allotted time, did I see the Capitals pick at 20 or no? After my recording ended. (laughs) Or before the recording ended, I mean. You just gave it away. No, you didn't see him pick at 20. No, I did. I saw the Penguins pick at 21, and that's where it ended. Oh, well, perfect timing then. <laughs> For a Caps fan, that's perfect timing. I literally made it two-thirds of the way through the draft, the first round of the draft, on the full allotted time that ESPN gave to this NHL draft, where you would think there's historical data that says, you know what, the first round of the draft lasts for three hours, not two, you fucks. <laughs> Wait, was it two hours the allotment? Uh, I believe it was two hours. Actually, was the allotment? Yeah, because it normally because you yeah you, as See, as you guys well like know picks an hour. I I think yeah. I want to say it was I want to say that unless I have to I have to go back in the coverage and take a look. But when I checked on ESPN Plus today, their full coverage and I, again I might have to fast forward through the first part. They might have that static screen saying your event's about to begin. Um, but uh, ESPN their coverage uh their their VOD was. <laughs> Four hours and 11 minutes. Okay, well, maybe it was three hours then that they had. I'm thinking it might have been, I don't know. And I still missed the last hour, which would have picked 21. It it may have been three because that first hour, it took an hour just to get through the first six picks. Yeah. Well, maybe that was, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was a three hour. 
yeah block. i think that's probably what it was dude because that that first hour was just all i did crazy. was hit record on my phone yeah <laughs> that was but, least, but, but i got through got it because i'm fast forwarding through uh like commercials and stuff and at one point i like hit the fast forward and i go yeah there's zero chance i saw the whole first round <laughs> I was like, the caps are just getting ready to pick at twenty, and I have twelve minutes left on this. <laughs> it's like, come on, get up there and make the pick. It was so it was real close. I'm not gonna lie. Like, if yeah. I had given a twenty and a half over under, like it would have been unfair. And really. I think that's the upside with the caps is that you know they're gonna hurry that pick and announce yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, they almost missed it. Like yeah. it was that fast. Like everybody got up there and he's like, Yeah, we're gonna pick the Russian kid. And then they're like, Woo! And everybody just <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Guys, we've done it. Uh so yeah, that was uh that was a ting that has mm-hmm. happened in the NHL. What do you think, Lyle? The uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the fireworks started to happen pre uh predestination with uh, Mr. Debrinkit going mm-hmm. to Ottawa. Um, your thought, your thoughts on the dismantling of the Chicago Blackhawks and Patrick Kane wanting the fuck out of there. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, to your latter point, I, I, boy, I don't see how he sticks around. Um, if, if he doesn't get traded this summer, he's definitely, I think, gonzo by the, before the trade deadline, because, uh, yeah, they're, they, (laughs) well, Kyle, listen, Kyle Davidson, their general manager. I mean, he said flat out back in March when he was, his, his hiring was, was made permanent and official that the rebuild's coming and i think this just blows out of the water any hope that patrick kane and jonathan taze may have had that this would be sort of like a a rebuild on the fly or a quick turnaround like los angeles forgetting the fact that la's turnaround actually took three years Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i don't know i don't know I don't know what Taser and Kaner were thinking, but uh, dude, it's going to take longer than a year, my my dudes. So uh, yeah, that shoots that that notion out of the water. Um, I was surprised that they didn't get more for Debrinka than what they got. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hey, you know, the high first round pick, you know, seventh overall. That that ain't that ain't nothing. But for a player, you know, like Debrinka. Two-time forty-goal scorer in just his first five NHL seasons. Um, I know I've, I've read people make the argument that well, that's just because he's playing alongside Jonathan, you know, alongside Patrick Kane. It's like, well, yeah, that that that's part of it. But he was also putting up good numbers with with Dylan Strom as his uh, center three years ago, four years ago when when Dylan Strom came over. You know, put him with a solid setup you know, setup guy, be it a, another winger or a center. And he's going to, he's going to potch at 35, 40 goals a season. Um, but yeah, I, I really thought they were going to get a little more than what they ultimately did get. You know, you know who I think this might help out in the long run, Tim Stutzla. I think oh. having a guy like the there is going to help a lot. And that just might, if those two mesh, that could, you could see Debrinka stick around longer than two years. Because that's that's how long he, he's got maximum. He's he's signed through next summer. Um, he's an RFA next summer, but he's also by next summer also a year away from UFA status. But if 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 they got a good thing going there in Ottawa, and the Senators will pony up for him, you know they'll they'll pay to, to keep him. I mean, it's going to cost them nine mil just to qualify his rights because that's what he's making an actual salary for this coming season. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just looked. It was still in my DVR. Nice. Yeah. 
but uh yeah you know if if because the senators i mean they're just god they're just right there they're still in a fun team to watch an exciting team to watch last year but yeah they were getting burned too many times the goals against uh but they're definitely hey they're definitely a lot stronger up front now they wanted that that skilled winger to to skate alongside Stutzla and they've got him now so no excuses there if 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 Stutzla doesn't perform and not saying Stutzla didn't he had a he had a heck of a sophomore campaign um but yeah with Debrinka there that could take him to the next level and it could you know hopefully uh, put the Senators back into playoff contention contention for the first time in six years they loaded up huge on offense and mm-hmm. I only say that because they picked two Maryland kids who are fucking goal scoring phenomena. Uh, in Stephen Holiday and also Cam O'Neill, mm-hmm. so uh, Senators going run and gun all sense of style. They're like, fuck it, yeah. we're just. But they've have- also got. Listen, they they've also improved their D though. They get Jake Sanderson coming in this coming mm-hmm. season, and that's going to help a lot too. If he's healthy, I will say he'll, if he's healthy, he'll be healthy. He'll be healthy. We we heard that in North Dakota. We we, we wasn't healthy. <laughs> he'll be healthy. <laughs> but even the yeah, but still, still, I I think he's going to be all right though. But uh, Bernard Docker's there. Pinto will be healthy again. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I cannot that was part wait of it until their throwback jerseys are green and white. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, with the, the Blackhawks, though, I mean, yeah. And and then, uh, you know, trading Kirby Doc, though, that one surprised me. Everybody knew Debrinka was going. That, I don't think that shocked anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kirby Doc to Montreal – and the way that the Hab, the creative way that the Habs got him, mm-hmm. uh, they gave up, you know, Alexander Romanoff, uh, one of their promising defensemen, and uh, you know, uh, uh, a draft pick sent him over, you know, the uh, the pick that you know they acquired from the Islanders in that deal, the 13th overall, and then you know, okay, let's flip that over to uh, you know to the Hawks and let's pick up Kirby Doc, which explained. Why they selected part partially explain why they selected Slavkovsky first first overall, you know because I when I when I saw they made that pick it was like well hey listen you know we we known for the lead up to this that it could have gone either way between Slavkovsky or right I thought they'd take the center and right because they needed that depth up the middle, but Slavkovsky hey you know this kid could be a, a big scoring star. Okay. I can understand why it went that way, but I was kind of puzzled. Why didn't they, you know, why wouldn't you grab a center when you got a chance? And then they got Kirby doc. And I'm like, okay, that explains why they did that. Um, and then we found out after the, after the first round that, uh, yeah, the, uh, the fix was already in for doc, uh, before the draft started, Montreal already told him, listen, we're going to swing a deal. We're going to say, if we send you the 13th overall, will you send them to us? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, it's going to happen. So, you know, uh, that explained that. Go ahead, Scott. I tell you, want to uh, say something? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, how is the hype about the Blackhawks are going to regret Kirby giving up Kirby Doc this early? Is that something? How much credence should we look into that? Like, how much is that? Because there's been injuries, there's been stuff like this, but it's like third overall pick should be getting a little bit more hype with, uh, you know. Yeah, third overall know. pick who's who's only 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he had that, uh, that thumb injury, uh, playing in the world juniors, uh, that limited him to 18 games last season. Um, but he also wasn't in a good situation there in Chicago. I mean, let's be honest, Chicago, to be blunt, there's been a shit show for the last couple of years. It really has been, uh, you know, there was the coaching change, you know, the, the, the multiple coaching changes. There was, uh, that whole 
ugly situation there, the, the Kyle Beach thing that hung over the whole team, even though that happened long before Kirby Doc got there. But, uh, you know, everybody had to, to answer for it. And, uh, yeah, the injuries, of course. Um, now, you know, there is part of my part of me that goes, yeah, but Montreal's not careful with this. This we could be talking Chad Kilger territory here. If you recall, Chad Kilger was a highly touted draft pick. Uh, didn't pan out when he was with the Ducks. Montreal got picked him up, assumed that, oh, the change of venue would do him good. And no, it turned out Chad Kilger just wasn't that good. You know, a serviceable player, but he wasn't uh, a first round pick. But Kirby Doc went obviously much higher than Chad Kilger did uh, as terms of being a draft pick. And uh, he showed, uh, you know, he, he when he's healthy, he did show uh, this is a kid, you know, he, he's not physical, he's big size, he's not physical, but he's not afraid to drive to the net or to get his body in front of the net. And last year, Chicago started using him in the second half. Uh, when they brought uh, Derek King in as their coach, he started putting him, using him more in front of the net on the power play. So I think going to Montreal, change of venue, playing for Marty Saint-Louis, who just, I mean, he, you know, he works miracles with 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 the young players. Everybody just loved playing for Marty because, of course, he's he's patient, he's enthusiastic, you know, and as as we know, as he reminded us when he was at the draft last year, hey, just because you didn't get picked don't mean you can't be a star. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm confident that this is going to work out for, for the Habs that way. Um, Hey, listen, I, I know people are kind of ripping into, uh, into Kyle Davidson for, for tear, tearing it down, but this is something that's been long overdue for Chicago. They've, they've been a, a, you know, they've been a dead dynasty walking for a long time and nobody's been willing to, to admit it. Well, Kirby Doc or, or Kyle Davidson, rather, <laughs> he he not only admitted it, he's gone out and is basically killing the zombies right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so the rebuild is on and that's going to mean Patrick Kane. I don't see him coming back. I think Jonathan Taze will go. Um, I Whether they ask for trades or whether they're the good soldiers and just hang in there until, uh, you know, the trade deadline and then get shipped out that way remains to be seen. But. I think this is going to be, uh, if they don't get traded this summer, this is going to be their final seasons for sure in Chicago. I don't see them sticking around for a long rebuild. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, first round of uh, thoughts on anybody that kind of went off the board, kind of interesting picks for you that kind of seemed like very by the book for some some issues. Um, no, it, uh, I was surprised. I think a lot of people were that, that Tyler Wright, or Tyler, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> that Shane Wright. <laughs> Lyle brought to you by Tullibardine. That's right. Tullibardine, if you want to come on and screw yes. up his names, Tullibardine. Toblerone. Um, yeah, it's Tullibardine. It's the Toblerone of <laughs> Square bottle. <laughs> oh, if they had a triangular bottle, they're fucking missing oh, the I boat. Know. I know, right? The Toblerone of Scotch, the Cadillac of Worms. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. WKRP just jumped into my head for a second. Ah, oh. oh, there it is. Okay, now it's been replaced by Bewitched. Weird. Mm. Anyway, um, Morgana was hot, by the way, just saying that, now that I'm older. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it was a surprise that Shane Wright, though, dropped, uh, slipped down to fourth. I know the, the Kraken are thrilled by that. They were not expecting that at all. Um, I... I <laughs> I had to. I had a good chuckle out of the death glare that he shot uh, the Canadian's table Please. when he was up on I, that. That was not hard. He could not contain his disappointment. He really couldn't. 
Um, and then, of course, it starts. You start hearing the stories come out afterwards. Oh, well, he was too cocky. Well, he thought that he right. should have gone first overall, blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, he thought he was going to go first overall because everybody in the world was fucking saying, telling yeah. him, you're going first overall. You're the best. So I, I don't buy into that that crap. And I don't think Montreal was being malicious or anything like that either. I honestly think that they weren't sure which way they were going to go until they got the Kirby Doc thing sorted out. Once they knew, okay, we're going to get this center and he can jump into our lineup right away, and that means we can grab Slifkowski. Uh, yeah, I think that that finished it off for them. They're like, okay, he's, you know, sorry, sorry, you know, Shane, but, you know, this, the Slav is our boy and we're taking him. Um, New, it was interesting to see that New Jersey passed on him as well. Not not so much the fact that, well, it's because, of course, they passed on him because they got centers up the yin-yang. They don't need any they do. more. They really do. I mean, they, you know, uh, who was the kid they picked? Uh, I want to say Mason McTavish, but I think he, he's the one who plays for the Ducks. Ducks. Yeah. Who's the one I'm thinking of, Scotty? Help me out. This um, year? It's not his year. It's not. And it's no, not no, uh, Jack Hughes. This, oh, here, let me pull it up. Twenty twenty one NHL draft last year. Yeah, for the Devils. Because no, picked... no, that no, no. Last year they picked uh, uh, Luke Hughes. Hughes's brother. Yeah. Hughes's brother. Hang on. Uh, let me let me yeah. just uh, give me a second here. Uh, la, la, where's, la, la, la. where's Wikipedia when you need it? Yeah. I know. Right? Uh, Alexander Holtz. No. 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 Not Holtz. Um. It's coming to me. Pull up that chart here. Uh, Dawson Mercer. Oh yeah, Dawson. Dawson Mercer. He's the other one now. Yeah, they he's he's a center, but they had to play him on right wing last year, you know, uh, to get him in the lineup. But yeah, they're chock a block with center. So yeah, I can understand why they didn't take Shane Wright. Though you would think, well, take Shane Wright, best player and, available, and you could maybe flip him for an established center. You see where I'm going with this, right? Instead of trading the second overall pick, you go, we got Shane Wright. Who wants him? If you've got a top six uh, winger, we're willing to listen to you. But do you uh, do that with the second overall pick, though? Like, do you, you pick the 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 best available at second overall, or do you, is second overall a, a place that you're trying to find somebody that's going to slot into your team in the next year or two? Yeah, well, that's well, yeah. I mean, that's what you're looking for. Uh, but ultimately, too, yeah, you take the best player available that comes to you if that guy's gone. Now, they thought they were getting Slavkovsky, you know. So when and they would have been perfectly okay with that. And uh, well, that's no, that's, oh, that's <laughs> exactly what that. Because yeah, he was he was going to be skating along with like Heshire or uh, or Hughes next season. Uh, that was the that was their plan, but. When Slavkovsky was off the board, they had to scramble. So they, they and listen, they got a they got I think the best defenseman in the draft in in uh, Simon Nemec. I I had him as my top defenseman when I did my mock draft, which by the way got shot to shit when Montreal took Slavkovsky. <laughs> but there you go. Nobody's mock draft works out well. The only the only guy in mock draft who works is Bob McKenzie's, and that's well, it. Well, Corey Pronman picked the first five of the Athletics, so that's why he joined the Athletic to yeah. Pick the top five. Straight. So you can pick the top five. Yeah. I, I had I had a guy brag that he got the top four. I was like, well, good for you. <laughs> you know, you know, send your resume to every NHL. What manager. does that mean? Yeah, it, it means you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we all do with this. That that's that's why we're all prognosticators and pundits and bloggers and not working in management for NHL teams. But yeah. um 
yeah, I, it, I was surprised that they, they didn't look for, for another winger, that they automatically, but they went and grabbed the defenseman. But, hey, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with, with him. Uh, that was a good choice. Logan Cooley, he was the guy. I had him going to the Coyotes, and, yep, that's that's where he went. So that did not surprise me. And I think, though, that I think for Wright, I think going to Seattle is actually going to be better for him. Because going to Montreal, I know he was saying, I know he said he'd love to go to Montreal, want to go to Montreal, was looking forward to going to Montreal. He has no idea, no idea just how intense that could be. I mean, Slavkovsky's going to find out too. Oh boy, howdy. I sure hope that kid's ready. Because uh, the expectations for him are going to be through the fucking roof. Uh, but for Shane Wright going, going to see, going to Seattle, Seattle, by the way, they had one hell of a draft. They had a good solid draft. They really did. You look at the picks they got, especially in the second round. Holy shit. They, they did really well. They grabbed guys that I had going in the first round, you mm-hmm. know, Goyette was one I had going like in, 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 I think in my bottom five, he was among the guys I had going, um, who else did they get? There was a couple other names they got that. Yeah, uh, but bottom line, they had a really good draft. But to have Shane Wright fall into their lap at number four, they're set now at center in the future because you got Matty Benet's there already, and he like last season showed he's going to be a star. I he jumped right in there late season and fit really well. Um, if if Shane Wright can do the same thing, especially you know second line as that two way center, they're they're going to be set in a few years time. They're they're going to be a tough tough team to play against. So yeah, they Ronnie Francis, Ronnie Ronnie Hockey there had himself a, had himself a draft. He had a really good draft. He did. Yep. Um, I let's back to to Slaffy over there. Mm. Uh, how how overblown is it that he played with uh, men? <laughs> played with men over mm. in Slovakia and 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 all the other places. Like how <laughs> overblown is that to ter- in terms of his? Uh, NHL readiness. Uh, I don't think it, it, it's overblown. I, I I think it helps. It certainly helps. I mean, you know, he 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 was playing. Yes, he was playing against professionals, against older you know older players. Yes, against men and not fellow teenagers. And uh, sure, he acquitted himself well. The, the, you know, I found this. You know, his numbers in Finland weren't all that great. But then again, he wasn't seeing you know really the kind of minutes that he you you would expect him to see if he was in a junior team mm-hmm. um but you look at how he played in the olympics and now you can make the case well you know the nhl wasn't playing in the olympics and if they had he would there's no way he would have scored seven goals in seven games in the tournament mvp but he was also playing against professionals nevertheless right from but he germany did, he did play really well against yeah. other players that were in that tournament yes against russian professionals against uh, yeah and, and, and let's be honest in that scenario if my grandpa had wheels he'd be a bicycle like i don't know yeah. what the fuck you want to talk about he was given yeah. given the situation he was put in he played damn well yes it he wasn't did. like he got to choose that the nhl wasn't going to the Olympics. Right, exactly exactly <laughs> but that's the arguments yet. being used against him guys they're if you're getting you know his you know. critics are yeah you know, and it's just like oh shut the fuck up i okay. mean if we give it like 35 more minutes he fucking created covid so who gives a shit at this point <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, tournament MVP in in the in the Olympics, that ain't nothing. It doesn't matter whether the NHL played or didn't, you know. So you can't take that away from him. And you know, he he was he was the top European skater 
is ranked by Central Scouting. He was tops on most most people's lists. So he's not, you know, he he's not crap. You know, he's not just oh, he's going to commit. The the thing is, he he definitely seems to have the confidence. He certainly has the size. I mean, that's part of the reason why Montreal drafted him is because you know, listen, Montreal's been drafting and and bringing up Smurfs for years. You know, they want to have size. That's why they're reluctant to trade Josh Anderson, even though Josh Anderson is a one dimensional power forward, but they like his size and his physical style. You know, they like uh, they, that's part of the reason why they went after Kirby Doc. Again, Kirby Doc's a big guy, not overly physical, but uses his body well, you, you know, in front of the net and along the boards. So that's the type of thing they were looking for was, you know, Sloth brings that size, but he skates very well. Speed is the critical factor here. It's one thing to draft big guys, but if you can't skate in today's NHL, you're not going to last very long. And he moves very well for a big man. So, you know. I it's just my concern is I how is he going to handle that pressure in Montreal? That's going to be the big thing. And I, I know that, yeah, the you know, the Canadians, you know, they interviewed him and, and spoke to him and all this stuff. And it, it's one thing to sit down and talk to a kid. It's another thing to see how they're going to do when it, when they finally. Yeah. When the rubber hits the road, the skates hit the ice for the first time. And especially in a building like the like Montreal, when you're playing for the Canadians and you're the first overall pick. So, you know, I, I, I wish the kid well as a Habs fan. I'm really hoping he turns out to be what, you know, management thinks he's going to be. Uh, but, you know, I think he would probably would have been I think he, he, he probably won't wouldn't have been under as much pressure. He might have been able I think he would be probably would have a better opportunity to thrive uh, if he had been selected by the Devils or had slipped further down and went to, say, Arizona or, or Seattle. But, you know, hey, you could say that for any kid in the draft. right? So, you know. Maybe Montreal should have took the kid who was the snazzy dresser who said, oh, listen, I was the best looking, so I'm the best dressed. Was that Isaac Howard, I think? It was? Yes, he was. Yeah. Is that the guy in the white suit with the yes. American flag belt yeah. buckle? Yep. Yes. He's not conceited. He's convinced. No, yeah. I like. I, honestly, I like the kid. <laughs> I like the kid's moxie. Kid, you got moxie. I like you. I did appreciate that there was one guy who came up, and uh, I don't remember who it was, but Emily Kaplan asked him about his hair. And uh, he's like, yeah, uh, my mom. Uh, I, I'm trying to cut it. My mom won't let me though. It was <laughs> like, that, that wasn't Jagger Furcus, was it? No, I, I have no idea. It was no, early. I mean, it was one. It was within the first twenty picks because that's oh, all I saw. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I usually I, I'm usually busy typing shit when they're in the middle of on the TV of doing that. Well, hey, how's your mom and dad? And are you excited? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of names that don't look like they're real. Jagger Furcus is one of them. Jagger Furcus is one of them. Uh, Denton Matiuk is another Patechuk. one. Uh, same church, different pew. He's not real. <laughs> Rutger McGordy. Okay, that one's a made-up name. That's Nebraska. So I think that's we, we kind of mentioned that. It's kind of true-ish. Oh, okay. Uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. I know that's true, but Snuggerud, still. Snuggerud, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but still, <laughs> there are some in- there are some interesting names. Yeah. Oh, the best one, the best one, Amadeus Lombardi, draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings. And I said, you know, you know, if he makes it to the NHL and he becomes a goal scorer, you're going to hear "Rock Me, Amadeus" every fucking night. One of my Wings fans said, "Hey, as long as they play the German version, which is true, <laughs> that's the good version." Yeah. Gleb Trikasov. Yeah, that's a that's a Russian name. Yeah, he. Gleb? 
Gleb was was actually uh, earlier in this. It was a year ago. Was predicted to go in the first round, but I, he he went. Did he go second or third now? Second round. I thought he went second. Yeah, he's probably a single malt. Yes, he's probably a, yes. He's a Televerdine. Yes. <laughs> Alex and Terry Kasimaki. That's something. <laughs> something that's like that sounds like some kind of disease. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there we go. Ben yeah, McDonald, former Orioles pitcher, going in the third round. Wow, I'm glad hey. that he got drafted in two different sports. And, yeah, Eli- and listen, Elias Pettersson, he's so good that the, the Canucks drafted him twice. <laughs> the Canucks yeah. were just hoping, listen, we've cloned this motherfucker. <laughs> Let's see if we can get away with it again. I told Scotty that they sure as fuck better call one of them Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's spelt Elias Pettersson, but it's pronounced Throat Wobbler Mangrove. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, the the Elias the Elias Ezekiel WWE yes will be really well played with that yeah with super fan Bruce oh, oh. Speak, did you but by that the way was that so cool. moment was adorable you know where I'm going with this what, the what, Bruce Boudreaux Kevin Owens Kevin, moment Kevin, yeah that, that oh. horrible man love was, Bruce I Bruce love was so happy I love Bruce Boudreaux is is a wrestling fan. I love that. He was yeah, so that excited was so to good. see Kevin Owens. Yeah. I did appreciate how he was like, I'll call Vince myself if you're not in, slum- yeah, in SummerSlam. <laughs> and then he does the real deep dive, says, I'll be your Lou Albano. I love that. Uh, and 15-year-olds are going, wait, who? who? Well, it, what was interesting about that, too, was like at first you could tell that Boudreaux, like, I guess at some point you don't realize that like NHL coaches are like real people, yeah. you know, or like that a professional, like somebody in professional sports can be like starstruck by somebody else in professional sports. Yeah. And Kevin Owen shows up and he's like, holy fuck. And he's like, <laughs> I am bright red right now. Oh like, yeah. And, and Jackie Redmond's just kind of like rolling with it. And yeah. then uh, they showed him. I think it was three or four more times yeah. just talking to Kevin Owen, like off to the side after yeah. he got off the panel. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they set that up. ESPN. Yeah, they yeah. set that up to him. They, you know, Boudreaux had no clue that Kevin Owens was in the building. Had no clue. And that was just great watching him mark out like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, it's good to see. The other thing that's also good to see that uh, Hall of Famers are people just like us. And I shared this, uh, somebody taking a picture and I shared it on my Twitter feed of uh, Martin San Louis polishing off a bag of chips. The whole when <laughs> you, know, you know that last bunch that's in the bottom corner of the bag so you grab by the bottom and ah, it's like that's right kids hall of famers are just like us but he <laughs> also realizes that it's going to take them another 35 minutes to get more food yeah so he's going to need to he's going to need to get all of it out of that chip bag oh crazy yeah he's he's got a tongue like gene simmons he was actually licking the bottom of the bag while he was <laughs> Damn, doing that um... yeah so i've heard that he has a tongue like gene simmons i don't know he has thighs like tree trunks. Everybody of, knows that. Was, that. that was not part of the Blue Hour. <laughs> no, that was definitely not part of the Blue Hour. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of surprises, yeah, that that one, uh, the the Shane Wright uh, sliding uh, down to fourth, I mean, that one, that was the biggest one. Uh, but overall, I mean, yeah, some names went a little higher, a little lower, but by and large, I mean, you know, they're right in kind of, they were kind of like right in the neighborhood of where I expected they'd be. So it's like, ah, yeah, you know, not so bad. I mean, some of them I got, I think maybe I got half a dozen right, you know, which is about par for the course when I do these mock drafts. The rest of them are usually like within, you know, 
two or three, whatever. Because that's the thing. You're trying to play a guessing game here. Like I talked about on Wednesday, you're trying to play a guessing game here, what teams are going to do and what their needs are. And most of us, you know, yeah, we, we, we take our best guess based on the information available, but you you don't know, you don't know what circumstances are going to come up or, you know, how the kids did in the interview. I mean, the guy you think they're going to take to be a center, they could turn around and like, yeah, well, that kid was okay, but we really like this kid that, I may have had ranked 30th and oh, he goes eighth overall, you know, so. I feel uh, like but mock drafts should be like counted as right with like a plus or minus one variance or something. Oh, well, Christ, well, I would be like, you know, minus 23 for this year. No, I mean, yeah. like if you picked like Logan Cooley at two and he mm. went at three, I think feel like you still get that point. Yeah, you're yeah, that that's that's like you're you're right on the lip. Yeah, you're 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 within range. That's an easy tap in right there. Yeah. 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 That's a gimme. Yeah, yeah. That it's still it's still a birdie hole for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um all right, let's get to some other other things. Um, the Max uh, the Cam Talbot situation with MA Flirt. Max Talbot. Mm. Max, Max Talbot too. Yeah. yeah. Max Talbot too. So the uh, Cam Talbot is uh is his him and his agent are upset about the re-signing of M.A. Fleury. Bill Guerin doesn't give a shit, and um, that's where we're at now. And I like that Bill Guerin doesn't give a shit. Oh, He's I'm... the general manager. He makes the the calls for his team. Deal with it, you big giant baby. Okay. I mean, sorry, no, no. I mean, you had to know if you're Cam Talbot and his agent, you had to know that Fleury was going to come back. You know, I mean, Guerin made no secret of that. You know, it had been reported several times since the Wild were eliminated from, you know, from the postseason that they would like to bring him back, you know. And really, what's he feeling? Why is he feeling threatened? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, seize it as a challenge. Step up, play your game. Prove that you're the better goalie. Make him ride the bench. He's 37 years old, for fuck's sakes. You know. You're all. You're both just warming the crease for Jesse Wallstead, so don't worry. About exactly. It. You're you're place setters. You're place setters. Oh, by the way, very quickly, speaking of goaltenders, um, ignore any talk about Jake Ottinger getting offer sheeted. It's not gonna fucking happen. I'm just, you can't tell me what to do. If you th- I, I'm oh, just saying, yeah. <laughs> Van- has been traded. There's a lot of room. Well, there's I a lot don't of stuff know. The goalie carousel this year is cr- well. That's because there's there's not not very much depth in the free agent market for goalies. There really isn't. So, and you got teams that are fucking desperate right now. Uh, Edmonton definitely desperate. I think we're going to hear any day now that yeah, Mike Smith he's not retiring because he wants that sweet sweet two point million nope. two million, but he's going to be on LTIR for the year. And you know, Kos- Koskinen has already said, "Bye, I'm going to I'm I'm going to have Toblerones uh, yeah. over in uh, Switzerland next mm-hmm. season." So yeah, they're going to need a goalie big time. But Jake Ottinger, I know. Listen, I know it would be a tempting target. This the Dallas Stars have 18 million in cap space. I mean, you are not going to blow them out of the water and and try and steal their franchise goalie away. That that's just not happening. I don't think anybody's going to try. It, it would be a waste of time. It really would. It would be exciting. It would give us all excitement. Seven days. And then the stars will go, yeah, fuck you. And and again, it's one of those things where Ottinger has to sign the deal as well. Yes. That's what, that's the thing that drives me nuts when I hear You just have to hand it to him. 
Because there's an it's um like the money in the bank offer sheet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like money in the bank. Yeah, yeah exactly. Come out with a big briefcase. <laughs> you, have, you have an endless amount of offer sheets that are mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't become an offer sheet until it's signed. Mm -hmm. Until it's cashed in. Exactly. exactly. So that's, that's what and the, the abortion debate. It's, it's just... not real until you sign it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we fixed it. That's a hell of a metaphor, Scotty. <laughs> I'm telling you. But it made sense. Yeah, it does. works. It, it, does. <laughs> it just works. I will concede your point. Yes, it does. Work. <laughs> but no, you're right. But oh, that's by the way, Lyle, I'm glad to see that your Internet is working. I forgot to tell you that. What's Apparently that? Canada, I'm glad to see your Internet was working. Apparently well, I'm Canada not on Rogers. shut down today. I'm not on Rogers. I'm on Bella Lyatt. We're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Rogers, that's an Ontario thing. Fuck them. No, we're <laughs> fine here. Um, but no, um, that's what drives me nuts, though, about every time you hear the rumors of offer sheets. Part of the big reason why you don't see offer sheets is because a lot of the players aren't interested in signing them. They're happy where they are. They just they just want to get a deal with where they are. They're not sitting there thinking, no, no, I want to, you know, sure. As you said, yes, offer sheets can be out there, but they're not real until somebody signs one. So I, I don't put any credence into into rumors that uh, that. Jake Ottinger is going to get offer sheeted. As I said, if if they only had eight million in cap space, okay, I could see it because they've also got to sign Jason Robertson as well, and that that ain't going to be cheap either. Um, but eighteen mil, yeah, no, that 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 would be a fool's errand to even try it. So, yeah. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, Duncan Keith Stugatz, he's out of here. Seventeen seasons looks yep. like he's going to be hanging him up. Cap recaptured of the Blackhawks. That's probably why they had to trade away the farm. Yeah, I think they kind of knew that there's kind of the, the nobody really knows it for sure. But the kind of the rumbling on the down low uh, during the draft was that, yeah, uh, as soon as the world, well, as soon as the word came out yesterday, Kenny Holland said that, yeah, we're giving him till Saturday. Make a fucking decision. Are you coming back or retiring? And that's part of the reason I think what people figure they were motivated to move to Brinka because, yeah, that's a big, big bite. They're getting tagged on for that. But, you know, again, they're paying they're paying for this. This time they're paying for the sins for Dale Talon, you know, because if memory serves, I believe he was the one who signed him to that uh, 13 year contract back. Yeah, there's not too many of those players left now on those super, super long term deals. He's one of the few that was left. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're going to get tagged with a cap hit and it's just like, oh man, you clear all that salary. And then, you know, oh, nope, two thirds of it coming back to you, coming back on you, the cap recapture penalty. But, um, a lot of people got wrapped up though, uh, in that whole thing of, oh, cap recapture, oh, da, 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 da. And I'm like, hey, guys, a friggin' future hall of fame defenseman is retiring. A guy who won the Norris Trophy twice, won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 2015, friggin' won three Stanley Cups. He's the greatest defenseman in Blackhawks history. I saw some guy try to make the case, oh, Chris Chelios. Get the fuck out of here with Chris Chelios, man. Chris Chelios didn't win shit for them. Yeah, he won a couple of Norris Trophies when he was there. But did he help him win a Stanley Cup? Did he win the friggin' Conn Smythe? Absolutely not. No, Sorry. He just played there for the first 85 years of their yeah, existence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, give it, he gets points for longevity. I will grant you that, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was he was the second greatest defenseman in Blackhawks. And actually, I would actually no, he was the third greatest Pierre Palat. <laughs> no, Pierre Palat owns that as he was the greatest one 
until Duncan Keith came along. And it's like, but everybody's just all wrapped up in the hype of, oh, capper capture, capper capture. I mean, yes, yes, that's that's a story. But guys, it's Duncan Keith, you know, freaking five years ago, he was among the top defensemen in the friggin world. He, he helped Canada win Olympic gold medals, for God's sake. He was one of the best defensemen in the world at his peak. You know, I mean, come on, let's let's give social, you know, show a bit of appreciation here for a, a guy who had a wonderful career. He came in, he, you know, he he joined that team when they were nothing, when they were like this is during the, the the dying days of the Bill Wirtz era, when they were just a rubbish team. And he was there through the whole thing, through the buildup, through the championship years, through those that slow, painful decline. But. You know, in in his prime, he was a big reason why that Blackhawks team won three Stanley Cups in six years. So, I mean, yeah, let's give a bit of appreciation to a guy who had a long, successful career. Yeah. I, for one, uh, <clears throat> I'm ready for uh, Duncan, the cap recapture, and I'm ready for Duncan Keith to leave. God bless him. <laughs> and uh, on your way, because it makes the Oilers even worse on defense. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there his critics will say actually he's he's made them better by by retiring, but that that's kind of a cheap shot. But, I'd yeah. say that's easy. Yeah. Well, they they definitely got him at the you know at yeah when there's very little left in the tank. Well, he's gone. Zach Kazian's gone. Where's going to be that veteran presence trademark for the <laughs> uh, for the Edmonton Oilers? Lyle? Uh, that's a good question because uh, their priority right now is, of course, I think we can swap out the Boston need a goalie meme for Edmonton needs a goalie meme because they've been, it, they, Edmonton's needed a goalie for a long time, even when they had a goalie mm-hmm. back in the day. And I just, I just lost his name. Thanks to, to Levine. I can't remember his name. Um, he played for the, he, he had his best seasons with the Wild, Minnesota Wild there. Oh, Dwayne Rollison? No. Jonathan oh, help. Delorier's help me out. Oh shit! I gotta look um, it up. <laughs> uh, what happened? Minnesota, Minnesota, um, Minnesota Wild. Who's the outdoor guy? Twenty sixteen. Uh, Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin. Nope, 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 nope. Hang on, I'll get it. Hang on. Uh, Sammy Sala. <laughs> this is like this is like uh, Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik. Devin Dubnik. Devin there Dubnik. it is. Hey, Devin Sorry, Dubnik. guys. <laughs> Nikolai Hobby Bullen. Got close. Nope. Still, that, that was Lyle's version of "Ha ha, fuck you." Mika Kiprasov. We already said it's Devin Dubnik. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just naming goalies at this point. I know. At this point, you're just running <laughs> with it, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, but, but they had Devin Dubnik back ten years ago, and you know, oh well, he's not good enough, and they they cast him aside, and then he went on and became a a, a Vezina finalist with the the Minnesota Wild. So yeah, Edmonton's needed a goalie for Edmonton's needed a goalie since Dwayne Rollison in, in 2016, since since mm-hmm. after he left. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, yeah. And and that's why, yeah, you're hearing that uh they're they'll probably be going after Darcy Kemper because we know now with the Alex Alexander Yorgiev going from the Rangers to the Avalanche yesterday that yeah, he's Kemper's not coming back. So Darcy Kemper's in the market, and yeah, the Edmonton Oilers are going after him. So once they shoot their wad on a goaltender, they're not going to have very much money for that veteran presence on D that uh, you were alluding to earlier before I started this wild preamble. Um, Happens. Mm. Wild yeah. preamble is definitely going to be on my next fucking album. <laughs> Lyle's yeah. preamble. And we were, we were we were talking about uh, we were talking about the. Uh, 
the Leafs needing a goalie now with Peter Morazic getting dealt. Oh, Christ, yeah. What's going to happen with Jack Campbell? Well, yeah, well, they freed up the money. If if they yeah. want to resign him, they they freed up the money for Jack. Honestly, I really don't think that they're that sold on on Jack Campbell because he he kind of shat the bed on them there last year. He had he had that great first half, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of went sideways. Now, granted, he did have a rib injury that sidelined him for ten games, but then he came back and really wasn't any better. And in yeah. the playoffs, he was up and down. I mean, the games they won, mm-hmm. he played very well. But the games they lost, except for the final game, those three of those four losses, oh, he was terrible. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was terrible. Goals against average in those losses was 880 or lower. Mm. Right? So, yeah, I don't think they're as sold on Jack Campbell as they were a year ago or even at Christmas time. Uh, so I think they're going to really go hard after uh, after Darcy Kemper, but he's not going to be cheap. The word is he's going to be looking for the same kind of money that Philip Grubauer got last year from the Kraken, which was, uh, you know, I believe, what, six or seven seasons at 5.9 mil a mm-hmm. pop. So that's not going to be cheap. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they freed up that cap space, but, you know... A lot of that's going to get eaten up in that goalie search, and then they they've got other issues to to kind of sort out too. So, oh, Leafs, will you never learn? <laughs> I just I, please I, do I, not. I, I got to give Kyle Dubas credit though, because he kind of tried to fake everybody out the day before by 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 dropping the hint that well, Pete, Peter Mrazek may actually give him a second chance, you know. And and the the headline of TSN was Dubas willing to gamble on Mrazek a second time. And I was, and I couldn't resist, so I, I, I shared the, I shared that story, and in the headline I wrote in, hmm, is that the same gamble you took on Garrett Sparks? My point being that, that uh, you know, Dubas kind of has a blind spot when it comes to evaluating goalies. He's not very good at it. Mm-hmm. When, when does Dubas run out as welcome? Soon. It's gonna. De- I mean, it's got to be close, right? He got the lease. He got that extra lease on life because they had a really good regular season and they pushed the lightning to seven games and it was so close, right? Because the it really was, that series really was close. It could have gone either way. It really could have, right? you know? But then all of a sudden it was just like, you know, okay, game six, game six, you know, Steven Stamko was going, fuck that. And they regained their mojo and that was the end of it. Um, but uh, it, this this season coming... This season coming is going to tell the tale. If an, another, I don't see how he can survive another first round exit. The Leafs are going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs easily. They can have they can have a friggin' shooter tutor well, there should. for their goaltender. Yeah, they could have a shooter. I mean, they could run into goal. injuries and get fucked. Yeah, so they're not going to have any problem making the playoffs. But another first round exit, and that's going to have to be it. Because I just they and and it can't be even if it's another oh but they pushed the you know the best team in the Eastern Conference to seven games and they lost in overtime it won't matter it's still you still didn't win a playoff series and I think that's that's what'll do it if he wins a playoff series then his job is safe for another year after that making the playoffs isn't isn't enough now you know. I mean, yeah, they they did well. They had their best. I think they this season. I think was their best one in franchise history. I think their most points, most wins. I believe franchise history was this season. But and yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. But if they had gotten swept by the Lightning or bounced in five games, you, you know, Kyle Dubas is would not be sitting down there making the picks for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
you know, at this year's draft. It would have been somebody else there. And I dare say Brendan Shanahan wouldn't have been there either. There would have been a house cleaning. But, you know, they they pushed the, pushed the uh, defending Stanley Cup champs to seven games. It was a 2-1 loss. It was very close. So he gets another year. So we only need this one piece. Yes. <laughs> one piece to fail. They only need one piece. And then when they add that piece, the rest of the fucking Lego car falls apart. So <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize you were taking a drink at that point. It's all good, Johnny. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> if scotch comes up my nose, it's it's much better than beer because beer has the bubbles and that really stings. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Scotch is just cleaning out the sinuses. Exactly. Today. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it, it's an expectorant for your nostrils. There you go. <laughs> uh, so overall there got, was lots. I'll tell you though. Let's this, talk about ahead of time. Yeah, there there was a lot that went on though in the, this this year's draft. It was a it was a busy couple of days. Um, you know, uh, I will say this too: the Oilers definitely overpaid to get rid of Zach Cashin. Holy crap! Did they ever overpay for that mm-hmm. muffler? You know, just to shed three point two mil. Sometimes you need to do that to get rid of money. Yeah, sometimes you do. And and to as people pointed out, and and I have to to agree to be fair to Kenny Holland when when they signed Zach Cashin to that contract. Um, it's like they said, Kaylor Yamamoto wasn't with the team. Yessi Pugliarvi was sulking over in Finland. They didn't have Zach Hyman, you know, uh, you know, Evan Bouchard was not, uh, you know, Evan Bouchard on defense, you know, generating all that offense. So they, they kind of sort of needed the, the, you know, the, what firepower he did bring as, as a, you know, as a second tier power forward, if you will. And it's not like his contract was overly expensive. It was a little long, but it wasn't overly expensive, but now they've got all these other, these other pieces that are there and okay. The, that contract was hampering them from being able to go out and and address their biggest need, which is a goalie. So, okay. You have to kind of overpay for that muffler, but, um, Hey, he went to the dumping ground that is uh, that is Arizona. So there we go. I will say this: the Coyotes, the, 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 the Coyotes uh, scouting and management department. I I I love their their fashion sense. We we will all be dressed Bad together. We will all yep. look the same. Yeah, you know? I'm well, surprised the, they all didn't have the same haircuts. For God's sake. Well, the the lining had the logos in it. It was great. Oh, I did. I really appreciate they're starting that. a cult. Yeah, exactly. I really appreciated that part. Yeah, that was good. I also, I don't know, I don't remember who said it, but someone quipped that uh, uh, if you're a junior player going to Arizona, you can experience junior hockey and college hockey in, in one fell swoop. So yep. don't yep. say, don't say it can't happen. Kid. <clears throat> but, but, you know, I mean, we, we, we kid the Coyotes. We're having a lot of fun at their expense. Most of it for very justifiable reasons. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be a better team. I think they're going to be a better team next season. They're not going to. They were showing that those signs of life, you know, in the, the second, the the the, the 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 last couple of months of the regular season, and I think that they're they're going to be much better and a lot tougher to play against. Uh, you know, Vajelmic, their uh, their goaltender. I mean, he really flew under the radar, but he was outstanding. I mean, yeah, he he gave up. Yeah, there there were a lot of games. He lost more games than he won. But I mean, my God, the the amount of shots that he faced, and he kept his team in pretty much every game. Um, you know, they're not in any rush to trade Jacob Chikrin, by the way. You know, which I think you know kind of works in their favor that way too. It's like, okay, well, come on back next season. Last season was a rough season under a new coach. You got hurt. 
come on back. Let's see if we can't, you know, see what we can do here and try and make things better. Uh, Clayton Keller was having an outstanding season until he broke his leg. Uh, but he's but he's going to be back. He's and he's looking forward to uh, to a really good season. Uh, they seems like lot. just such a drastic way to like not play for the Coyotes. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's having such a great year that he broke his leg. That he broke his leg, but he but he was he was having a terrific season. They've got a lot of good young talent on that team, and they're not going to be a friggin' pushover. They're not going to be a doormat. I really do think they're going to be better than a lot of people give them credit. They're still not going to be a playoff contender, but they're going to be a lot better than than people give them credit for. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, Lyle, that we missed for this? I, I think we, we, we got it. I think we got it pretty much covered. I don't think I missed any of the other. Tr- oh, Billy, Billy, who's going oh, to yeah. uh, the Red Wings? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see Stevie Eiserman, uh, you know, opting not to bring in the aging uh, backup and instead go with somebody who can actually kind of push Nijelkovic a little bit there. Nijelkovic is a good goalie, but he was kind of inconsistent last year and he, he needs somebody who can help kind of give him a bit of a push and, yeah. Billy Huso will do that. And yeah. a very affordable, very reasonable contract, fair all around, all the way around for everybody concerned. Um, again, Eiserman doesn't make the big, big splashes very much. Um, I wouldn't really call this a big splash, but it's a significant move because it shores up the goaltending. And yeah, there's another team I think is going to be better than we expect them to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there was that trade. That was a good one. Oh, Jesus, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, oh my God, it. guys! We are almost overlooked. The what could be the most entertaining? Oh, this is going to go one of two ways. Tony D'Angelo, by the way, for any of you who may have missed it, Tony D'Angelo got traded by the Carolina Hurricanes to the Philadelphia Flyers. Not because the Hurricanes didn't like him. Not because he was a problem child. He had a terrific season in Carolina. He got along great with Rod Brindamore. Got along great with his teammates. They just can't afford to resign him because they're looking at trying to resign or replace uh-huh. Nino Niederreiter and Vincent Trocheck. So they don't have the money to bring D'Angelo back when they're going to be doing that. Uh, but they trade him to Philadelphia. Now, First things first, when people are like, why did they do that? It's because Ryan Ellis, not the stock car driver and the guy that, uh, friend of the show, um, you know. Oh, sponsor not, of the show. Sponsor <laughs> show. Friend of the show, too. Whatever. No, he didn't sponsor us. We sponsored him. No, they sponsored right. him. So he was, okay. he's our friend. He's a sponsor. He just kind of a friend. Friends. Kind of sort of a friend. <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's associated and affiliated rather loosely to it. To it. Um, but no, but Ryan Ellis, um, it's not a certainty he's going to be back uh, for the start of next season. Um, mm-hmm. He's dealing with a with a very serious core muscle injury problem that uh, limited him to just four games last season, and there's no guarantee he's going to be back. So they had to do something. They need that that puck moving defenseman. So you bring in Tony D'Angelo, who had 51 points last season in 60 some odd games with Carolina. Problem is, he's going to be playing for John Tortorella, the Flyers' new head coach. And this is going to go one of two ways. Now, either D'Angelo and Tortorella are going to get along very well. D'Angelo will totally buy into Torts' system. Yes, he'll still play his his offensive side, Mm -hmm. but he'll be more responsible defensively, which, to be honest, D'Angelo's, for all his offensive skills, eh, kind of mediocre defensively. I mean, this sounds like the route, really. But what's the other side? The other side is they're going to get along the boat as well as chalk and cheese. And this is going to be a fucking train wreck. 
Oh, this that's is what I want to see. Yeah, this is going to be chaos to a team right now that doesn't need any more chaos than they've had. Because you look at it, the, they're on their third coach in a year. Okay, <laughs> they they're they are they are uh, so their best defenseman is not going to be may not be back for at least the first half of the season, and this could possibly be a career-ending injury he's dealing with. So you got that. They traded away their beloved captain, their longtime franchise oh. player at the trade deadline. They were walloped by injuries last year. This, guys, in all seriousness, is a fragile club. Mm-hmm. Now, you're bringing in John Tortorella to come in and bring in accountability, kick some butt. And, you, you know, you got to be fair to Torts for all the bad stick he gets for being, oh, a tough coach or anything like that. He is actually in most – you talk to most players who've ever played for him. They love the guy. You know, yeah, he can tear a strip off them, but he cares about them. You know, it's not like you guys are assholes and making me look bad. It's like you guys are not playing as well as I think you can play. You know, well, a whole bunch of, with every second word being the yeah, word sure fuck in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very but, versatile. Yeah. But there's but he also famously can butt heads with people, as I'm sure if you if uh, we were ever to get a hold of Pierre-Luc Dubois and say, hey, PLD, what do you think of torts? Oh, boy. No crap in. This is going to be a long dissertation. Yeah. Mm. So it's going to be very, very interesting as I refresh my drink. Ooh. Um, live on the air. Yes. You're going to see how we do this. Well, Mark yes. didn't show up. So, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was going to ask if Pop Dog's going to come through, but I guess not. This is no, that's, there's zero chance. To be He'll fair. probably blame it on the uh, time change. To, to be fair, we also promoted it five minutes before we went off the air, and he asked, wait, we're doing a draft show? We also promoted it for the past six weeks. Listen, yeah. So this whole family, this whole family man thing, I'm not buying it for a minute. He's blowing us off. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Talk to your brother Johnny. Big time. Family is an excuse. No dice. (laughs) Big time. Mm -mm. Oh man, listen, Uh, listen. Raising one kid was 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 hard enough, man. I can't imagine it's like two and two. So my hats off to him, man. And a dog too. And a dog. Jeez. So got all that. Yeah, my to... job currently in Mark's life is to tell him how much I sleep. Yeah. <laughs> really how are your sleep analytics, by the way? Uh pretty well. Pretty well good, right good. now. Yeah. Good, good. Staying on the positive side. Good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I would be a probably a a top three pick in the wow. sleep trap. I feel wow. Yeah. So you would For not slide. And so, you, so you would not slide to fourth, is what you're it saying. De- it depends, really, because it depends what type of sleeper the team is looking for. Ah, understood. True. Understood. True. Some some want light sleepers. That's true. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I don't know, one of the rounds is maybe somebody breaks into your house. So do you wake up or no? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is this yeah. a guy that you want waking up when somebody breaks into Correct. your Correct, right, right. Yeah. Or, just or would they be better it. if he's just a deep sleeper? And yeah, because know they're a fucking them. travesty with an X. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Understood. Um, yeah. I, I, anyway, the whole end. yeah, so D'Angelo thing, yeah, I, I, I think that's... Well, Luke Coonan got traded from uh, Nashville to San Jose, mm. and people are going, who? There you go. So can they... Uh, cut, uh, the Hurricanes fans can be like happy with their team again, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I think they can go back. They can, all the fans can go back. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go. Yay, we love our team. Never mind this whole yeah no, thing that's going on. That's, that's good. That's going. I'm, on. I'm happy for Hurricanes fans. Yeah. One thing though, I I will say very quickly that I am surprised on though. Um, there were a couple of other players that we heard a lot about that could that 
could be traded. One guy who very nearly, reportedly, very nearly became a New York Islander was J.T. Miller of the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Apparently, uh, yeah, there was a bit of chatter going on there. But um, I think it was the fact that uh, supposedly Vancouver wanted more wanted it not just uh the 13th overall pick i think they also wanted a first next year as well and of course sweet lose just no 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 you're not getting that Mm-mm. uh so the You'd whole thing kind of punch you square in the dick they give yeah. you first round picks yeah. oh and by oh then yeah and that swing and that brings me back by the way i like to kind of i'm kind of like billy Connolly this way when i when i'm having a couple of the scotches and i'm doing the show not funny but just my my jump around a lot Mm-hmm. You know, thoughts jump into my jump head. Around. Jump yeah. around. Jump around. Jump up and get down. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Canadians, though, had to give up Alexander Romanoff uh, to get that 13th overall pick, which they then used to get Kirby Doc. And Lou Lamarillo was, he smiled when he was interviewed. He was very, very happy about that, um, which isn't surprising. I mean, Alexander Romanoff, um, you know, he's. Uh, <laughs> The Canadians, uh, Ken Hughes said that, you know, listen, if this guy was our top power play quarterback or, or our, our, you know, leader in, in ice time, we wouldn't have moved him, you know. But they, they felt that they could afford to make that move because they've got a lot of young defensemen coming up in the system and they needed that center and Kirby Doc. Uh, but I can tell you, I haven't watched him, though. I mean, the guy's got plenty of potential still. I mean, he's a solid puck mover and he loves to hit. He loves the open, and I don't mean like Hitzel on the board. He's a he's he is a solid open ice hitter, and he doesn't give a shit how big you are. He will step mm-hmm. into you, and he usually comes out on the winning side. Yeah, um, man so, slapping man. Yeah, so uh, he's still a work in progress. Obviously, I mean, he came over. I mean, you look at the situation. He came over. I mean, he came over uh, during the the bubble hockey uh, playoff thing. Didn't get to play because he by, you know, he 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 wasn't allowed to. Uh, under, uh, you know, the stupid salary cap, you know, CBA rules. But, uh, you know, he he did okay in his first season, his rookie season under Dominique Ducharme, but didn't really kind of, you know, didn't really uh, get his support. Last season, of course, was just, yeah, another shit show for the Habs. And I think his his performance kind of suffered. But like so many of the Habs, when Marty San Louis took over as coach, his play improved. So I think, um, yeah, going to a more, probably a more stable situation, <clears throat> excuse me, right now uh, with the Islanders, I mean, yes, they've changed their coach. Barry Trotz isn't there anymore. But Lane Lambert got promoted, so there's continuity there, I think. And um, going there, I think he'll be a good fit there. Probably a good second-pairing guy on their left side. So, uh, yeah, who he, he can move the puck for him well, and, uh, yeah, he can provide that physicality they need. So that's, a, I think, a, a, a good move for them as well. Indeed. Ah, you know, the weird thing about this is we can't talk about the city. We didn't, we didn't go there. Mm. We didn't go, no. We just, I mean, we can talk about the city. We've been there before. Eh, don't care. It's a lovely uh, city. I yeah. love Montreal. All right. There hey. you go. You've done it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Unless we got nothing else, let's just, we can just. Let's kind get. of freewheel. I think the, I think the draft show came off well. We did well. Well, I think we did all right. We had two shows this week. I mean, we've given the people at least three and a half hours of time. I mean, you can almost get to New York. And and let's be honest, time is what uh, a lot of people can't get back. So that's true. I've heard that. Us giving you our time 
um, more valuable. So go to patreon.com slash faceoffhockey show, put a little bit in our ducket, go to the go to the faceoff hockey show Twitter at face at FOHS radio. Pin pin tweet there has our, our merch. Buy our merch. Good time. Buy our merch. Buy our merch. See our best. See our best. <laughs> Made of real gorilla chest. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think they had vest as a part. Ah, oh, damn. damn Save my money up for that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we can get it later. Okay. Um, we did have yoga pants, which had our logo just sprayed, sprayed across the ass. I don't know if anybody <laughs> that. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting choice there. Yeah. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of weird designs. Not going to lie. We should ask if anybody wants those. <laughs> um so yeah and if they're single for me right. there you go perfect and monitor the, the dimensions um, <laughs> all right well well fuck it let's just get out of here then enjoy our friday okay. nights yeah lyle right. thanks buddy we'll do another hey. one on wednesday appreciate Good seeing you Good I'm hoping that the uh, when does free agency start again? Yes, free agency. Ah, uh, funny you mentioned that free agency starts on Wednesday. Oh when we do our normal God, show. Wednesday is going to be such a great day. We're going to have a great show because uh, all the, as we all know, all the big signings will be made in the first four hours. Yep. Obviously. So I will be free to come yeah. on at nine o'clock or maybe yeah, a little early. Yeah. Before. You know, things yeah, go sure. fuck out of here early. I mean, uh, in a, in a very normal, normal way, all the signings will occur very quickly. Oh, frig, yeah. First two hours, most of the big names will be off the no board. Tampering, yeah. Untampering at all. There's yeah, no... I mean, I'm going to be live no. blogging it for uh, for Bleacher Report on the slideshow. But uh, I, 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 you know how great a slideshow of live blogging would be. <laughs> It's it's fantastic, actually. Like Check every time that you put in like something else, they have to click to another screen. It's great. I love it. <laughs> actually, with a, with a actually, when we, actually, now we, we changed the format. When you do it, it's it's not a slideshow where you slide now. It's just one long. It just unrolls. Uh, just one long thing. But uh, anyway, I'll be live. I'll be live blogging that for Bleach Report on Wednesday. But I will be done by the time our show is on because, as we all know, all the big signings will be off off the board by then, and we'll be able to talk about them and point and laugh at all the teams that overpaid for mediocre talent. Seven million for Darcy Kemper. Fuck. Sweet Jesus. Jesus, Cal Dubas. Uh, (laughs) Fuck you doing. But then he also killed a guy in order to get under the cap. So, yeah. <laughs> so push. Uh, oh man. <laughs> well, Lyle, thank you very much, buddy. It's uh, my pleasure, guys. I, you know, I'm not gonna miss out on a on a post draft show. No exactly. way. All right. Well, we'll talk to you Wednesday, for my friend. All right, guys. Have a good one. Have a good week. See weekend. you, Lyle. Peace Cheers. out. Lowrich and Specters Hockey on the Twitter. Well, Johnny, it was another draft show come and went. We've done it. And we still we do draft shows, even if we don't travel. I yeah, appreciate exactly. that. Well, we did in the last two years, I don't think. We no. did. We, uh, we at least talked about the well, draft. I think the one was a Tuesday. Yeah, like the one was a Tuesday, so we just did a Wednesday show. And then last year's, I don't think we did a draft. No. Because that sec- that's second through seventh well, round. Well, no, we did. We did as what was it? Was it two years ago then? What the Wednesday when the uh, second through seventh round was still going on when we started the show at seven yes. p.m. Yes, that is. Yeah, two years ago. Because <laughs> I was at I was at the Ralph Engelstead Arena last year when uh, Brent. That's Johnson- right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there. Yeah. Hashtag I was there. Uh, all right. Well, do you want you got any shout outs? 
No, I'm going to give a diss to the NHL for not making me drink a 14.3% beer tonight. Right, you should do it in spite of them, though, now. I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean, I don't need to at this point. It just feels like alcoholism if I am drinking 14.3% <laughs> beer by myself for no reason whatsoever. That's fair. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm kind of angry with the, yeah. like the NHL as a whole. Yeah, I mean, there were fucking like 226 picks and you couldn't pick the one guy we wanted to have picked. Fuck you guys. Exactly. Come on now. You need a, you need a right hand catch goal, you fucks. The, the fucking last the last player that got picked was a right hand catch goalie. Yeah, you couldn't have been American, Colorado. You couldn't. <laughs> whatever. What a dick. It's from his, he's from Michigan. That's the reason, right? You fuckers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, shout out Gary Bettman. Back at it again. COVID yes, there him. you go. Sassy Batman as well. Sassy Batman doing his dang thing. I actually, uh, by the way, I keep that picture on my phone now because should. it's got so much use. As you should, brother. So much use. Um, sh- shout out to the Ottawa Senators for picking two Maryland kids, but like Johnny, a diss to the NHL teams and not getting uh, Luca DePasco. But this too shall pass. He's eligible next year, but it'd be nice to have him be drafted as a part of the Black Bears. But, yeah, he won't be a part of the Black Bears next year, but he gets nope. drafted, though. He'll be part of the Penticton V's. V's nuts. Anyway. Uh, that's Just it. like Vanacek. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. That's all for uh, Johnny P. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been the uh, Faceoff Hockey Show Draft Show 2022 edition. Uh, you've done great with us. Uh, FOHS Radio on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. I almost said MySpace. Jesus Christ, what year is it? I hope so. Uh, I hope it comes back. That'd be wonderful. Uh, and then uh, patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. Give us some money, do some stuff. It's a great time for everybody. Uh, other than that, you guys have a good weekend. We will talk to you soon until Wednesday. Free agency frenzy is going to happen. Peace.